The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. Today on our show, we're talking with representatives from Coho Productions. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined uh, by a crew from Coho Production. Laura Wilde is communications director, Morgan Clark Gaynor is operations manager, and Phil Johnson is program director. I am going to ask one of you, uh, or you can all jump in really, uh, just start with describing just the physical theater, where it's located. Uh, For those that have never been to Coho, uh, give an idea of, of what we're talking about. I'll take that one. Sure thing. Um, Coho is a little bitty black box up in Slabtown, um, also known as Alphabet District. We are located at 2257 Northwest Raleigh Street. We have, um, we're a 95 seat theater, so it's a very intimate venue. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the black box, Basically, the stage, quote unquote, is surrounded by three sections of um, seats, but the stage itself doesn't have a floor. It doesn't have a proscenium. It doesn't have anything that lives in there permanently. And the room is a giant black box. So depending on the production that we have in the space, the set changes. It gets built out um, depending on the needs of the play. Uh, Sometimes it just gets painted. Sometimes we put things on the walls. There's also uh, the back wall can move out. So sometimes there are entrances from the sides of the theater. Sometimes people come straight through the back. Um, We have a lobby. Uh, that often serves as kind of an art gallery. So we try to bring in art that is connected to the productions in the space to kind of give you a more immersive experience. You start when you walk through the doors and it continues through the production. And then we also share an office, which is connected to the building. Um, We share the office with our friends at Neighbors West Northwest. And we have a little office back there that fits just the three of us. And, and Coho has been there for quite some time. I mean, en- enough that uh, the neighborhood has gone through some changes. Uh, how does that, how has that impacted? I, I know that each of you are, are relatively new in, in, in the, 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 the timeline of Coho, but how do you feel like the changes in the neighborhood have, have changed Coho or have they? We're moving into our 27th year, actually. Um, and The neighborhood, I would say, in the last three years has completely been developed into something that looks unfamiliar to, um, if you're an older patron of Coho, what you recognize. Um, Now we have a massive um, apartment building across the street. We've got a brewery down the street. We've got this new seasons. We've kind of turned into this upscale neighborhood. Uh, Lots of young folks are around. 
lots of trendy folks, lots of good eateries. So Coho is really trying to find its place um, as the entertainment venue in this neighborhood. Um, and so with that, that's, that's kind of propelled some of the changes that we've been making. We, we now really wanna reach out to the community and bring folks in and we wanna have more events. We wanna have events more often so that people can feel like, oh, you know, I just left Breakside down the street and I wanna walk down the street and I see Coho, there's something going on. I just wanna be able to walk in and, and check it out. So Coho is evolving to be kind of like your local uh, fringe entertainment spot with not only plays, but music, poetry, stand-up, improv, and all types of uh, experimental performance. It's, it's, it's so great to hear. I, you know, so I got to confess, I have some history with, with Coho. Uh, 20 some years ago, the board of directors used to meet in my living room. Uh, my, my girlfriend at the time was uh, on the board. And then 10 years ago, Coho uh, produced my play, the Match.com monologues. Um, it was a, a sort of a, a one-man show, a bit naughty, so they pushed it into the evening. But uh, I was always thrilled that that Coho was was that that theater that was willing to uh, take some chances and do things that are a little bit non-conventional. Um, but Phil, as you were saying, uh, the neighborhoods changed a lot. It used to really feel like um, Coho was a destination, mm. and you know, it really was going out there. If you wanted to grab a bite to eat, you usually did it somewhere else, then bike, walk, drove over to Coho, but it wasn't right down the block. So I think that there were, it, 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 that has some virtues and some vices for the changes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just to say, we, we hope to maintain that reputation as being the, the edgy uh, theater. We really do want to keep that. But I think what we're doing is we're trying to redefine what edgy means because edgy has has gotten to a place where it is defined by shock value. And what we want to do is we want to be edgy as defined by progressive. Um, and so with momentum pushing forward, what is truly fresh, what is truly new, what is truly experimental. And a lot of the ways that we have decided to approach that come from the point of view of equity. And so we are trying to grant artists like yourself more accessibility to the space. We're trying to uplift marginalized groups. And so that's kind of become the new version of edgy is we are trying to decentralize the power that theater has over the community, make um, accessibility more transparent. And, um, and now Coho has a co-production model that is truly accessible. Um, it's very easy to apply. And so we hope to keep bringing in artists like yourself, but also to bring in emerging artists and, um, and like I said, uh, marginalized artists that includes um, disabled people, that includes queer people, that includes people of color, um, immigrants, uh, people who are writing plays, who don't know where to go to get started. That's, Coho is now that place. Yeah, I really like how you said that, that edgy does not need to be shock value. Um, I'm going to just turn the spotlight on on each of you individually for for one moment, um, and let's start. We're talking with uh, Phil Johnson right now, program director at Coho Production. So, Phil, you joined in September 2020, which seems like a bit of a nutty time to take a job with live theater. Um, 
what 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 was going on at that time and what was the motivation and and I guess even what was the optimism uh that 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 going with live theater was was a good place to be right then it's a really good question <laughs> so I've been working in this town uh just about 10 years as a freelance uh, theater artist and so I I guess my my connective tissue is that I was determined to be a theater artist regardless of how and in 2020 what what actually happened was that when George Floyd died um I was making a I was producing a podcast with Philip Cuomo called Radical Listening at Coho and we talked about the protest and when we talked about it Afterwards, we ended up getting into a really good conversation about race relations and equity and progressive values. And kind of off the record, we had this conversation about how to do things better for Coho. And he was fascinated with that conversation. Um, a couple of weeks later, he sent me this long, really beautiful email saying, I would love for you to come work on staff and help us uh, create like integrate those values into coho and i was I, it, it just felt like the right moment so i i really wasn't thinking about it a it was the pandemic and so you know we're, we were all kind of locked in twiddling our thumbs and i was kind of like well you know this seems like a good opportunity for me to just have something to do it feels you know uh, value aligns with myself and um and i love philip cuomo as a collaborator so, you know, every, the stars felt like they were aligning. And so I took the job and immediately got to work. I think the first show we did was From These Streets I Rise and we partnered with Street Roots. And that was that was the beginning of the shift towards partnering with um, local nonprofits to uplift marginal communities, making that a part of what we do in terms of our programming. And I was just so thrilled to to start that new direction at Coho, because I really, I really was fascinated by the idea that performance and theater could have a connection to direct action and mutual aid. And ever since then, our programming, our decision making all comes from the point of view of our Coho values, which are, again, all about uplifting marginalized folks connecting people to direct action and connecting people to education and resources as well. And so it felt right at the time. Yeah, and, and I really have to say, and I, we'll talk about this more after the music break. Um, as I said, Coho is a very special place for me, um, but I really am excited to see that it is not uh, just doing the same thing that it's done for, for, for years. Uh, what it what it had done was was great, but it's 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 exciting to see this new freshness and this new these new uh, frontiers. Uh, let's switch over. Morgan Clark Gaynor is operations manager at Coho Productions. I'm going to switch over to you for a little bit because one one of those new fresh things is you just had a production, uh, clown as protest. Um, can you set it up and tell me tell me what your role is? Tell me where that idea came from and how did it go? Yeah, so clown as protest. Um, 
I started being interested in exactly what Phil was just talking about. How can we use theater and art to mobilize people towards direct action and towards engagement in important social and political issues that are impacting them and hopefully create more mass movement um, and community around that. And then I met Philip Cuomo, who taught me how to clown. Um, and Philip was so insistent that he wasn't a political artist, but I don't buy it for a second because he, everything that he did, like he was like, how is this confronting patriarchy? How is this like bringing people in? Um, and so he was my mentor. Um, and and then the, the uprisings of 2020 happened and it became clear to me that there like was more research to do around how clowning could could have a place amongst direct action. Um, and the more I looked into it, the more I realized that clowning as protest has been happening across time and across different places always. Like there was medieval clowning in Europe. There's been like sacred clowning and in indigenous groups in the United States or Turtle Island, what is now called the United States for a long time. And I just built a crew um, around that idea and Laurel was a part of it. Big shout out to Laurel. Um, and we, we basically just built a show around like what, what can clowning do for the values that we all hold affinity around. So what we came up with was like this idea of clowning confronting um, bourgeois class traders, people who um, abandon the issues that are important to, to the masses, the biggest group of people in order to serve their own means. Um, and so we, we invented four class trader personalities and then we just turned them up to like a 20 out of 10 and um, put them on stage. Um, and hopefully, you know, like these class traders came from inside of us um, because like it's all, we're all part of the same sauce. Um, and so we were hoping that these clowns could be relatable for people and through the vehicle of clown um, be a little bit more digestible and a little bit more reflectable. Um, and I think that it went pretty well. I think that we made a pretty good show. Um, it was super fun to do. Lots of people came out. Um, and now we are also like slotted up to perform it again. And I'm hopeful too that we can make it more of a traveling show that's adjustable to different communities and whatever will best serve their their needs and their interests. Um, and to give us some flavor from that, you have you have one of the songs uh, that we're gonna we're gonna share here. This is the 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 opening number. Is that right? Yeah. So this song plays uh, as the audience is filtering into the theater and finding their seats. And um, one of our one of our clowns is like a gatekeeper or a host type and is passing out all of these props for people to use throughout the show. And those include candy and they include playing cards, um, all, all a mystery for, for later. Um, and our class trader clowns are wandering around the audience and just like talking to people, having an interaction. And we have one big white circle with a red uh, star in the middle of the stage and clowns are coming in and just like having a nonverbal um, expression of who they are in that circle. Uh, so we have 
<laughs> They're all really gross guys. Um, so my clown that I played was named Christian Whispersmith. And when he went into the circle, he just did like really bad yoga and made really uncomfortable eye contact with people for way too long, um, which kind of played into his character because he had like a holier than thou, like, I'm here, you're welcome kind of attitude. Yeah. All right, so we will we'll take a listen. We'll get a flavor of Clown as Protest. Morgan Clark Gaynor is Operation Manager at Coho Production. And this is from uh, recent and perhaps uh, upcoming uh, production of Clown as Protest. Phil Bussey, it's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined by uh, three of the crew who makes up Coho Production. Uh, we've been talking with them about some of the new direction or the building off of the history that Coho is doing. Um, I, I, I want to start with, you know, so so this is not the same administration that I've, I've known at Coho. Uh, you all are you know, you're, you're young and, and it's, it's a, a different generation that's, that's entering into Coho. Um, let me start with a question that builds off that. What do you feel like you're bringing from the, you know, the quote unquote past? What is, what is moving forward uh, from the past, from maybe the traditions or virtues of Coho? Uh, and, then, and then what's, what's you know, what's going to be new? And you talked about this a little bit already, Phil, but if you can add to that. So everything that we're doing is an evolution of Coho's original value. So what we are focused on is not doing anything new, going in a new direction, but evolving what, what was important to Coho in the beginning and continuing that expansion. So for, for example, Coho uh, traditionally has a co-production model where 
different groups can submit. And uh, traditionally, it would go through the artistic council. And it was just a way of community engagement. It was a way of bringing folks in and uh, providing an alternative to the artistic director model where a season is picked by the producer. Uh, Coho would pick a season based on submissions given uh, you know, to the artistic council. What we are doing is we are taking that idea and we're saying, how do we make that more expansive and more accessible to the community? So now, rather than going through the filter of the artistic council, uh, we, we have an open calendar that people can submit to. And if the dates are available, then you, know, you fill out a survey. And after you fill out the survey, we get in touch with you. If the dates are available, you can book it. It's really that easy. And our goal is to promote uh, original work, new work, our goal, again, is to promote diversity. And our goal is to help emerging artists self-produce. So where we are now is we're taking this idea that we have a community-built theater, and we're expanding it and saying, now the community really can come in, put on their show, whether that's just a night, whether that's several weeks, and coho is just there to support that. And um, I would say with our, our, actually, let me say it this way. And Coho is there to support that. And we only ask that the, the work is not causing harm or not intentionally causing harm and that it's uplifting people and the folks in our community. Um, Laura Wild, I'm going to uh, pass this on to you a little bit. You're the communications director, and sometimes that means a little bit of of marketing. Uh, so, so give me some. Uh, if can you reduce this to maybe some buzzwords or adjectives? Is there a brand that Coho has? I mean, for lack of better words, there is a visual brand. Are you looking for a visual or a verbal? Absolutely. What, what, I, I think whatever. I mean, I you know, I I I don't want to uh, uh, pigeonhole Coho because it feels like that's exactly the opposite of what Coho is trying to do. Yes. So as far as the visual brand goes, we actually, when we started, um, I believe it was. I can't. Phil, was it after you started that we did the rebranding? So after Phil joined up, we decided that Coho's visual brand needed to be a little bit fresher. Um, we've been using the same logo, the same color palette for a really long time. And we wanted something that felt new. We wanted something that kind of matched the neighborhood that felt evolved from the traditional black and white. Um, the font that we were using felt a little outdated. Um, so we worked hand in hand with our graphic designer to develop the logos and the new colors. Um, you can actually see our logo right here. It's, we focus a lot on circles. We use a lot of fresh lines, um, but most, most importantly, this little guy right here is Philip Cuomo. Um, there is a clown on a unicycle. So the brand is fun, it's connected, it's very fresh. Um, and then when it comes to buzzwords- just, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna break go it real fast. So, so 
here we are on on radio, so I I can see what we're talking about. But so what we're looking at <laughs> is, right. is a a red circle, you know, almost a a, a red ball circle, and then co and ho are are different lines, and and the o is the uh, the, the the wheel from a unicycle. Correct. And the red circle is a shout out to the clown nose. We, Coho is traditionally a clowning theater. Philip Cuomo, um, our previous uh, executive artistic director was king of the clowns. He developed his own style and then he taught it to the clowns in Portland. So there is traditional clowning, there's French clowning, and then there's Cuomo clowning which you will really only find in Portland. Um, we are so lucky to have members of the clown cohort with us who are carrying on Philip's legacy. So clowning across the board is something that you will see and Coho holds a home for. Um, the, there is also another logo that we have, which starts off with the clown and continues through, it, it is an evolution logo. And you see clowns, you see traditional theater artists, you see digital theater artists. So it, it ties into this evolution that we've been talking about, where we're going from traditional theater to live stream theater, to performance art, to all different kinds of programming. We have different we have different programs at Coho. Um, Coho Nightlife is a program that Phil Johnson developed for us, and we have everything from DJs to roller skaters to performance artists to Twitch artists. So the art that we've done has kind of steered away from what you would traditionally imagine as a play on stage. Now we're bringing in artists of all different kinds. So making sure that we have space for different. Um, different avenues of art is something that's very connected to the brand. Um, as far as buzzword goes, Coho's mission is to broaden perspectives and cultivate empathy through vibrant and intimate productions. Those specific words, intimate, vibrant, provocative, this is what Coho is about. And this is what Coho has been about but we also connect to this in the work that we're doing now. We also champion exceptional local artists. So we're looking to work with people who are looking for a stage, but we're also looking for that special spark. Portland is home to so much creative talent. And by creating a space where people can bring their art, we're really drawing in some of the best talent in town. It's very cool um, to see who comes through the doors and their ability to deepen the theatrical landscape of the community is something that's very close to home for us. 30 minutes is clearly not enough time to hear about all the new excitement uh, and, and adventures and opportunities at Coho Productions. Uh, but that's the, that's the time that we have. This has been the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Uh, we've been talking with Laura Wild, who's Communications Director, Morgan Clark Gaynor, who's Operation Manager, and Phil Johnson, Program Director at Coho Productions. Uh, again, 30 minutes is not enough time to talk about it, so I encourage people to uh, learn more about it and, and to uh, get down there in person and check out what's going on at Coho Productions. Thanks to each of you for taking the time to talk with us and, and, and just sharing the excitement. It's so, so wonderful to hear about everything that's happening there. Thank you. Thank you. It's been so fun. Thanks for having us. What, what a cool way to connect. Check out cohoproductions.org for information on upcoming shows.
The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.